welcome everybody to The Lonely TARDIS, your journey through Time Lords and space. We are back. We've made it back. We've launched ourselves forward into time and arrived uh, in the new year of 2020. The team is here. I am Dolly Demofsky, here to help guide you with my companions. I'm not actually, I'm not the doctor. I just say my companions, my co-chairs. One, Sean Norton. Hello, and welcome to Skyfall. Spyfall or Skyfall? Yes. Was, was Skyfall the uh, Doctor, uh, Doctor the James favorite. Bond? Um, and also, also Marcus Beer. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you, Marcus? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be some of that. <clears throat> this episode, we're starting off on the right foot already. This is good to know. Oh, goodness. Well, it is Doctor Who. Oh, I had the gain all the way up. Ha! It is Doctor Who time. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with y'all about uh, about said two-hearted alien. Did you As, fix your uh, gain? What? Did you fix your gain? I think, can you guys hear me? Yeah, but it sounded bad. I sound bad? No, because the gains sound like a real issue for you. I, I everything is fixed. All right. We have gained gains, and we have uh, done all it. Um, yeah, Doctor Who series twelve. I call it series, not season. It is back. We have. Oh, shut up! No, series talking to me. God dang it! We are off our game today, boys. We are so off our game. Um, yes, Doctor Who series twelve. <clears throat> Starring just... the one, the only uh, uh, Jody Whittaker as the thirteenth. Doctor, um, we're back. How how, we, how long? It's been a, a year, right? Was the last one last year's? Yes, the glowing yeah. New Year's special we had last year, and what a oh, treat yeah. that was. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. And then the year before that, we had the Christmas special with um, Where we said goodbye doctor. to Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a weird couple years, that's to say the least, and... Uh, but we have, you know, we have Doctor Who back 365 days later. And we're launching right into the season. So it's not just a New Year special and then we're waiting. <clears throat> the New Year special is the first part of, uh, of Series 12. And this episode is called Spyfall Part 1 because there is a Spyfall Part 2. There are going to be um, 10 episodes this season. And I believe there is a, a, a 11th episode special. Oh, really? Yeah, from what I'm... What I'm seeing that's uh, also going to be directed by... This episode, obviously, is directed by Lee Haven-Jones and um, written by Chris Chibnall. The special episode, which they haven't given a date for yet, the mysterious 11th episode, also uh, directed by Lee Haven-Jones. No writer, no writing credits for that one yet. But I'm going to briefly touch on a summary of this episode and we'll dive into our thoughts. Um, Everybody's dying to hear from us. Uh, Just a quick note, Stephen... Um, we want to thank him for his years of service, but now we say goodbye. No, uh, Steven's really busy, obviously, with his gig over at uh, FanBite, and so he unfortunately can't be with us right now. And he's he's kind of taking a intermittent uh, leave of absence, I guess we could say, indefinite leave of absence, till he's able to to join us again. So we have an empty chair right now uh, for whenever Steven is is back. So Steven, we miss you, uh, but you're working hard over there, and that's totally awesome. Good for you, and uh, you're always welcome back as one of the uh, one of our companions. Companions never leave. They just go off on a different TARDIS for a little while. 
he's the first ca- casualty of the Chibnall era. The first casualty of the Chibnall era. Uh, oh boy, we'll get into that in a second. Here. It was close there for a little bit. I wondered which of us would go. <laughs> hey, I, 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 tried, I tried to die and preempt <laughs> it. And you know what? They wouldn't let me go. So they I don't think we should let, let Stephen go. I think okay. we, should, we should get after his ass. I mean, Stephen, you have to talk about how much you love Christian Chibnall. Here is the, the, the quick summary. I'm reading this from Wikipedia because it's uh, the only thing that's right on Wikipedia is television summaries. <laughs> Do- Dr. Yaz, Graham, and Ryan are called into MI6 by C uh, to investigate mysterious death. C, obviously, is Stephen Fry. Um, their only lead is uh, Daniel Barton, the CEO of a big media company. So the doctor contacts Agent Zero, or Agent O, sorry, who's been monitoring extraterrestrial activities. Um, C is killed by aliens. Uh, Doctor and her companions escape. Yaz and Ryan go to investigate Barton. Um, Graham and the Doctor hang out with O in the Australian Outback. Finally, both groups sort of come together. They capture one of the life forms. Uh, Yaz is also captured by an alien. Um, And then uh, the the Doctor's alien replaces itself uh, with Yaz, and so they, they free Yaz. And then they get onto an airplane to chase after Barton, and that's where we find out who the the sort of coordinator of the whole spy aspect of this is, because they've been collected. Uh, the doctor and crew have been collected because spies are starting to disappear everywhere. Um, who is the spy master? Well, it's actually not the spy master, but the master. And O reveals himself to be the master while he's on the plane. End scene. And so. That's sort of the quick synopsis of, of, of this first episode. What did you guys... Let's get into what did you... What did you guys think? I'm going to start with Steven. Steven, I'm just kidding. Sean, <laughs> what did you think? I'll let you go first. Ladies first. What? Exactly. What would you think, Sean? We really do. We have to... Oh, man. We're rusty. Um, what did I think? Well, this year, with my wife, I watched the entire New Who series again. She had never oh, seen okay. most of it. So The entirety um, starting with uh, uh, Tenet. Tenet. Oh, Tenet. Yeah, we, so we started with season two and okay. went through Capaldi. Got it. Um, you went right through Capaldi. Yep. Like right. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, it was a better part of a year after Jody. Uh, yes. So it's funny because her, her, her show started, her intro to Who started with Jody and Let's just say, as we all know, that was less than stellar experience mm-hmm. for uh, almost everybody involved. And so it was kind of cool to go back and, and see the stuff. And, and I know we've been doing this podcast a long time. For a long time, we really sort of got tired of Moffat and, mm-hmm. and his sort of tropes and disappointments and stuff. But, you know, it, for a while there, having rewatched it, a lot of it does hold up more than I thought it would. And, and the through lines and the performances and the characters and the, all of the stuff he did well, he did really well, particularly put side by side with, you know, 13 and Chibnall and, and everything that he did last year. So this was the first <coughs> series since I've started watching the show that I did not go into excited. Mm-hmm. I went into excited after she generated into a woman and I kept the open mm-hmm. mind and we talked at, at nauseam about how much possibility there were, what they're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then we all kind of like, I, I, most of us, I think, went into that last season sort of open-minded and, and cautiously optimistic. And the first episode of The Assassin, oh, this is different, this is whatever. By the end, we were all just sort of, Sad. <laughs> it's disappointing because there was so much missing, right? It's just they, mm. they 
They turned it into this like after school bullshit special with like yeah. you know Doctor Who is an educational show again where we have to spell out every single thing with dialogue and the Doctor is just a back character. But it's in not educational show. about space. It's educational about issues that people really don't. Right, and she just lacked the gravitas of all of her previous incarnations and just never really felt like the Doctor to us. Um, So going into this season, we were kind of not even whelmed, underwhelmed. We were Mm -hmm. just kind of like, well, it's Doctor Who. We'll give it a shot. Hopefully it's better than last time. We'll give it a shot. And, you know, well, because lifelong fan here. But um, I I will say I, I think the episode was better than anything they did last season. Um, mm. I thought that it was it showed signs of kind of going back towards the things we love about Doctor mm-hmm. Who um, it still had a little like the, the writing is still pretty rough the dialogue especially can be really really hard to listen to um, some of the acting really really mm-hmm. seems to struggle like Jody, I know is very good um, Bradley is that his name? Bradley. Um, yeah he's very good um, the actors who play um Yaz and Ryan are not as good. I think it's pretty easy to say that. Um, and I think they kind of, that really shows, like, so there's still the issue of the, the there's too many of them, right? Like, there's too many people that we just don't care about. Like, we've never really been given reason to care about these characters. Um, so I appreciated that they sort of split them off and used them better as a group this time, giving them different parts of things to do and assignments and whatever. But it, I don't know. It was okay. Uh, I think the last five minutes really elevated it. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to riff off you guys a little bit sure. more, but I I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. Um, if this is where they're going with the season, where they're going to try to like pull it back away from like PBS presents Doctor Who and you and whatever, um, I'm very much on board with that. I hope they could find that balance because mm-hmm. it was a very uneven episode. But there were there were signs of life here. That I'm that that make me a little more cautiously optimistic than I was, you know, three days ago. I'm I'm in the same same boat with you. Um, yeah. There are signs of life. Uh, I'll get into sort of the stuff that actually happened um, later on like, in this conversation. But yeah, um, I <clears throat> I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, I sort of was falling. As, it was really late at night on New Year's night, so I was sort of falling asleep a little bit. Um, so I think really nothing was grabbing me early on like some of the other you know. Two episodes, um, but uh, when I rewatched it yesterday morning, I <clears throat> made it all the way through no problem. But realized that the reason I was kind of falling asleep, it, yes, I was tired. But there, the unevenness of the episode, I think you you nail it. It's kind of there's some interesting parts early on, and then it really tails off, and then it starts to pick back up towards the end. Um, and kind of righted the ship, and, and I don't want to say righted the ship because the waters are still pretty choppy, um, but it prevented it from from, from sinking, like yeah, like has happened in uh, all of in, in a lot of the Jodie Whittaker episodes where things just kind of tail off and you you're already drowned out. Uh, this kept me going. I wasn't. I, I I liked that there was a twist. I wasn't sold on how the twist kind of happened, but um, I I did feel like there was. Some of the old who back in there uh, a little bit, and what I mean by that is, all last season was Jodie Whittaker was just happy. You know, her her version of Doctor Who was, I'm just happy. I'm ha- everything is cool. Everything, come on this journey. Let's find cool stuff and and be excited about all this cool stuff that we don't know about. Um, this 
first episode definitely felt like the doctor was a little bit more in charge. And that's what I've, I kind of look towards the doctor to be somebody who's in charge. And I think Capaldi nailed it that last season. I mean, he had up and down episodes then as well, but he really sort of became that, that doctor that last season in some of those episodes when he, when he took control of situations. And Whitaker didn't have that really that much at all last season. This episode showed a little bit of that, her taking control um, when it needed to be. So, uh, long story short, I was satisfied with this episode, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not hopeful or anything yet, but I, to me this is a, yeah, better than any episode from last season. Um, except maybe the Rosa Parks one, but now looking back at that Rosa Parks one, man, that was forced. There was some forced exposition in that one. Um, but uh, overall, sort of an average, I hate to say like a meh or an average Doctor Who episode, but I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it, but I could I could watch it. And I actually liked the aliens. Okay, and enough about enough about me. Marcus, what did you think? Overall, gen- general. Positive? Good, bad? Neither? Uh, I thought it brought uh, an incredible level of um, consistency mm. to um, Chris Chibnall's uh, New Year's Day record. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I get it. I saw where that was going. <laughs> I think that he is batting at I don't know how the um, how the American batting thing goes, but um, <laughs> zero. He's, for de- he's two. definitely two for two um, <laughs> with regards to uh, I mean, it may be I'm just getting too old. I mean, first first and foremost, I understand where you're coming from with Jodie Whittaker. I think she is a fantastic actress, but I am yes. sick to the back teeth of the, hey, Perky, we're from Sheffield, mm. isn't it? Blah, blah, blah. I am just so sick of, all right there, fam. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember, I, I remember the, and, and we, you know, we brought this up uh, in our offline conversation yeah. that we're just over a decade since Tenant regenerated into, uh, into Matt Smith. And I remember the first episode uh, of uh, Matt Smith's era, where he's talking to uh, Prisoner Zero mm. in the hospital at the very end, and he goes, "Who the man?" And then he says, "I'm never saying that again." <laughs> and I appreciated that he wasn't trying to be a young person. He realized that he still is a whatever he was, fifteen uh, hundred year old being and you know he couldn't carry off who the man and i would love to see that kind of awareness brought into the writing for you know someone who is an Mm -hmm. excellent actress this doctor feels like a goddamn puppy yeah um and it's just look the doctor doesn't have to be miserable all the time Look, I, I do enough for that for the for the entire you know I, I I take up the miserable slack for the entire planet of Gallifrey, um, but we are talking about this now two thousand plus twenty five hundred year old 
being with uh, you know on a second uh, burst of regenerations. Um, and for the first season, you could probably get away. You you could get away with some of the whole. Look at this. I'm you know uh, mm. I got lady parts for the first time, and oh look at this. I you know I am you know I'm really getting into this unlimited regeneration. Somebody put in the Konami cheat code kind of feel to it. But now, I mean, there's no sense. I mean, you know, tenants. Uh, you know, at some of tenants best worth Smith and Capaldi's best work was when you know they had this air behind them this you know this weariness of you know being so old and having seen so much that it just feels like you know this also this feels like it could actually be the very first iteration of the doctor before i'm I'm, I'm really glad you said that i'm glad you said that because you're right the up until now, we had the doctor carrying the weight of, of his years, right? And this doctor is like, no, no, it's, all, it's almost feels like a whole different doctor. It's like, no, this is a different doctor. You're not like the original doctor. You're just, you're a brand new doctor. It kind of does feel like that. Huh. Yeah, and look, and, and we know that, uh, and again, from established canon, it's like, we, we know that it's, uh, you know, a whole new different doctor, yeah. um, you know, walks, uh, walks off in the body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yes, we, you know, we can get that. We know, we understand how, how that goes. And, you know, Jodie, Jodie Whittaker is a whole new doctor. Mm-hmm. But, jeez. I mean, there, there was a couple of touches in the season last year where it really hinted at the gravitas. It really hinted at the re- restraint, you know, uh, that, you know, she was holding back the, you know, being restrained, holding back the anger, holding back the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and rewatched last year's new, uh, uh, new Year's Day special, the one I like to call Daleks in a Dustbin. Um, <laughs> the, it just wasn't there. I mean, she was up against the Dalek. It wasn't there. This yeah. time she's up against the friggin' master. I mean, he's back. He's regenerated. He's, you know, Missy is now a now a he. I mean, we you know we saw that you know Missy Missy was shot by John John Sim at the end of uh, um, Capaldi's mm-hmm. last episode, and you know would there be a regeneration? And but this one, I mean, it it just it felt in certain parts it felt heavy handed with the writing, mm-hmm. and then in other parts it felt like Chris Chibnall's auditioning to write the next James Bond. I mean, you know, uh, Skyfall, Spyfall. Oh, that's a really clever pun because it's about, it's about spies. I mean, that's intern level punnage, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we've had some, rest with some very smart writing over the years. Chibnall himself has created some very smart. You know, we know that um, the Rosa episode in particular was outstandingly smart, but this one just felt kind of by the numbers. I'm afraid. Um, first of all, wasting. A acting legend in Sir Stephen of Fry. Yeah, he went out quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably looked at the script and said, "Can you write me out?" <laughs> um, because honestly, and I look, I know he's a busy man. He probably couldn't do recurring roles. But who better to be the master than Stephen Fry? I mean, no, no right. offense to. You know the, the the actor right now who's been handed this 
you know, this, this chalice that is kind of poison because, look, I was one of the people who was like, oh, the, the master's now a woman. Uh, and then Missy just, the writing was so good. And, you know, there was obviously a lot of female writers involved towards the end of Moffat's tenure. And Missy became such an important character. And, the, you know, and the, the, the way she was acted was just outstanding. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, this, the, this uh, actor will, you know, with better writing, will certainly be able to get his teeth into it. But if you were bringing the master back, I mean, I, just having somebody iconic and everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, Stephen Fry, another white man. Well, he's also a gay white man. Um, you know, it, it would have been great. Or Lenny Henry, who, um, I mean, as you guys, you guys probably aren't as familiar with his work as I am, but he started in the 1970s as a, as a teenager, as a stand-up com- comedian. Hmm. He won um, a British TV talent show called New Faces, um, which was, you know, like America's Got Talent back in the day. And he, in the 80s in particular, was a huge star in the UK for his comedy work. And then he really, uh, he went on to do um, a couple of shows. He did a show called Chef, which he mm-hmm. played, you know, a chef for, you know, for a couple of years. And that was a, a combination comedy drama type thing. But it was just, he's a great, great actor. And having him as the master would make a lot more sense. Not this guy who's been off in the, you know, who's apparently been, you know, a spy, uh, the, the spy master for how many years they referenced? 20 or whatever it was, and he's been working away behind the scenes, Machiavellian, Machiavellian. One, he feels a little too young. Yeah. I would like a little bit of gravitas and a little bit, you know, in, in that role. And I would, you know, Lenny Henry would have made, it, made a great reveal of the master. Um, and then it's just, like I said, it's Doctor Who can do things very well when they accept their budgets. This one was like, all right, so... We've got all this budget. What should we do? Well, we can double San Francisco with um, a vineyard in Spain, mm-hmm. maybe, because everybody knows that, you know, if you have San Francisco offices and then you have your big vineyard um, out in the, Na- in, in the Napa Valley, um, that, you, that, you know, where your house is, that it looks like Jerez <laughs> in Andalusia. I mean, it didn't look like... Napa Valley, it didn't look like anywhere in Northern California, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, if, if they'd have torched the fucking thing, it probably would have looked more re- more realistic. But come on, I know we've had drought problems, but the wine country does not look that fucking barren. Um, and it's just, oh, look, we're jumping on a plane. And then the CGI in the plane was not really that good. And, oh, he just happens to have this big 747. That's just that, that's it. That's his, uh, you know, his own yeah. personal personal. Just plane. happen to have one. Well, it's it's the rich guy, the the dude he's been working with, the Google stand-in, whatever his name the is, Martin. the black guy. Yeah. Well, no, that's well, yeah, but uh, that's what I'm saying. The Len, the Lenny Henry character yeah. apparently has his own jumbo jet. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a whole fleet. He he. Uh, once he got rich, he said he loved. It was like a like character development thing for him. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I just would have thought that you know, if he had a plane. Uh, and he was this rich guy, I don't think it would have looked like the inside of a commercial liner. <laughs> you know, Austin Powers had sure. his own personal plane, and at least his plane had a revolving bed and shag pad. I mean, it didn't look... It, it, it looked like, oh, look, we found this, this empty plane at Cardiff Airport. Let's put some 
um, nice little napkins on the on the chairs to say, "Oh, this is the this is the Google S company." And again, it just it seemed to extend itself a little bit more. And I, and I got to say again, some you know, with the exception of Rosa, the weakest episodes of Doctor Who for me in this run have been the ones set on Earth. Mm. Um, and you know this whole oh yes we're spies so what do we do we all dress in tuxes except for the doctor who uh, dresses in a pseudo tux with short trousers and a, uh, a you know black DMs and it's like so you're not actually going to go undercover and pretend to blend in you're actually going to dress like a reject from Oxfam um, like I said it just felt sloppy. Uh, the wife watched it with me, and look, she really can't stand um, Jodie Whittaker's voice in the, in this particular one, in, in this particular run. And I, you know, I do, like I said, I do agree with her on that. I think it's just a little too e by gum. Look at us, we're all from Sheffield, isn't it wonderful? Um, and that might just might be me being biased against you know them, <laughs> taking, them taking Doctor Who away from from Wales, which is you know. Uh, a lot of people were complaining that it was always going to, you know, it was always going back to Cardiff. But at least, mm. you know, they wrote in that there was a rift going through Cardiff down centre. Why the hell are people going back to tar- back to Sheffield now? Oh, because all uh, all the sidekicks' families, all twenty seven million of them, are all from Sheffield. I mean, you want diversity? Go somewhere else. Yeah. Let's let you know. Let, let's go to, go to Scotland. Go to go to Wales. Go to uh, Ireland. Go to Dublin. And I, the other thing I, I, I do agree with is that while it was good on occasion last season to have these four different diverse characters or, you know, the three, the, the three sidekicks, the TARDIS felt crowded this time around. It felt crowded and unnecessarily so. And again, I watched the, watched the, um, the, the New Year's episode where the dad was brought in and everything. And... I'm hoping that there is a little bit of trimming because we need to see this doctor deal with some grief. Um, you know, we've we saw we saw Tennant deal with Rose going. We saw uh, Matt Smith losing uh, Amelia Pond, and we saw Capaldi losing Clara thirty six times. Um, and this doctor just hasn't had to deal with anything like that yet. So I'm hoping that's perhaps coming. Um, but but yeah, it just it was not an, you know and it, look I hate two partners I've said this before if you're gonna do a New Year's special make it two hours give us the whole damn story this, and yeah. this this mythical eleventh um, episode um, that could have been just a regular end of season uh, end of season finale and we could have had a nice two hour special as opposed to. Chris Chibnall's lazy ass uh, writing a, a half-baked script for Mission Impossible uh, Fallout 6 um, and, you know, splitting it into two. I know we, we don't have that long to wait, New Year's Day to, to Sunday, but it just felt half-baked mm-hmm. um, to me. And, I mean, it, I got to say, um, I think that uh, this, you know, this mythical 11th episode it's going to be a regeneration. You think so? You think that's going to be it for Jodie? Uh, I think it's going to be a regeneration. I mean, she's an in-demand actress. She's an excellent actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she um, will probably, you know, especially as if we go to go to form, 
and you know, and and we st- we end up sticking with Chibnall, which I, God forbid, um, it'll be another. You know, we'll 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 give you eighteen months in between episodes, between series. Um, I yeah, I think I think we will see uh, you know a regeneration. I will. I think you know, like I said, I hope that Chibnall decides to walk away after two years because obviously he's not that invested in it. We all know that with regards to his, oh, I don't want to do a Christmas show. Oh, I don't want to do a, a season every year. Oh, I don't want to write them all. Oh, I only want to do this, this, and this. And it's like, you know what, dude? You, you've, you've been given a great honor if you can't appreciate it. Oh, F off. So, yeah. So that was my thoughts. I, I rambled. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's quite all right. Some strong, um, uh, some strong opinions there. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm not. I'm not going to dilute it over this. I'm not like it's, again. I, I may be out of. Touch. I don't know what. The, by the way, I didn't even know what the ratings were. Um, I haven't seen any major reviews for it. Um, and in fact, I should go to the Guardian website because they're the, always. Uh, uh, they're always what. No, the Guardian actually normally reviews the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Their overnights were f- like four point nine million, five million, something like that. Which so is, that'll probably go up over the yeah. next week or two or three, and then probably come in around seven million, <coughs> which is standard for the last couple yeah. years. So yeah, I think um, I think one of the I, I know I think one of the inter- sorry to to yeah, jump in. Sure. Um, it's interesting to show that, uh, and oh, here we are. Uh, look at that—a four-star review from the Guardian, four out of five. Um, the fact that it went out New Year's Day at a prime time. And mm-hmm. got, I mean, you look at what went out on Christmas Day in the UK, and it was the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. The show's been away for 10 years. Yeah. And a uh, show that's very close to my heart, again, one set in Wales, because I'm biased. Um, that actually was the most viewed show of the decade on Christmas Day. It got. Oh, wow. Yeah, it got uh, um, more viewers than any other show, including Doctor Who Christmas specials. Mm. But. You could just imagine that that particular show with a Doctor Who leading or a leading Doctor Who following on, the ratings would have probably been a lot higher. But um, yes, yeah, I don't really understand the strategy. If you're gonna do, try like, I think stories need room to breathe, and I think that was missing. Uh, so I disagree yeah. with your, your take on that one, Marcus. I I don't understand what the strategy from a promotional marketing ratings perspective of not doing this on Christmas and then on New Year's with Part Two. Chibnall has said he, he, he doesn't like Christmas specials. He thinks they're cheesy. He think, and again, this is part of the problem that I have with Chibnall, is that, you know, he's... He needs a bit of a freaking slap. <laughs> well, he also didn't want to do any of the old Doctor stuff and any old villains or any of that, and look yeah. how that worked out for him. So. Yeah, and what he do you, brought, what do you do? brought the Daleks roaring back. Yeah. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say roaring back. I mean... <laughs> I, I would say, you know, they, they came back with all the um, all the gravitas impact and uh, threat of a reliant Robin. They were rat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not as hard on it as Marcus is. Um, well, what did you what did I, you guys think of the the Marcus? You touched on on, on having some of some of the old Doctor back just now. Um, we have the Master is back, right? And that was O, who, by the way, um, the actor uh, for O. <clears throat> was um, uh, it's, it's in my head right now. Um, I can't remember his name, but he uh, he actually played War Hussein in the 50th anniversary special of Adventure in, in Space and Time. 
Um, yeah. Which was a great callback because uh, it's it's um, Sasha Darwin. Sorry, Sasha Darwin. Um, he uh, they actually sort of referenced that a little bit in this episode when they say, "Oh, and I've met the Doctor before once as a um, he was a man back then," uh, which is kind of funny to the way that they're uh, you know they, they bring this up. But then we come to realize it's also because it's it's the Master and not necessarily just oh, um, but. Uh, uh, it, it's another callback to the Adventure Space Time because they had, um, you know, uh, William playing uh, uh, the first Doctor in the Christmas episode a couple of years ago. God, that was a couple of years ago. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so it's... They, they brought the Master back. <clears throat> we know they're going to have uh, the Cybermen later in the season, but how did you feel about the Master? Because I, I thought it was cool. I actually liked the angle that they took that, oh, who is somebody that... Um, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of make it a point to mention that, that he, that the doctor knows him, the doctor sort of trusts him, he knows the doctor, and yet he's been the master this whole time just trying to find the doctor's whereabouts. But the actual reveal felt just throwaway. Like, oh, oh yeah, you, yeah, you're right. I, I guess I was a sprint. I was supposed to be a sprinter. Oh, well, you got me. I'm the master. That Which did feel like, uh, disjointed, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. But I was reading some stuff, um, and people made a good point that the Master's always just sort of been, at least pre-Missy and, and Sim, he was just kind of a crazy asshole. <laughs> like, well, I'm like he, he, just, he just delighted in being an insane monster, right? So I'm okay with him being an insane monster in this, but, right, but the reveal wasn't... It was he just seemed, so disjointed. I know, I know. But he, he did seem really itching to tell her who he yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so in his head, he might have just been like, ah, well, we're on the plane now, so whatever. You're about uh, to die. It, it felt weird, but, I, you know, everything after that was so good that yeah. I, I didn't mind it as much. Um, okay. If I just chalked it up to this new master being, uh, you know, back to sort of like the older masters and mm-hmm. a little more zany evil, um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. And there's some interesting theories going around, too. So people seem to not want to believe that this would be after Missy given how uh, hmm. great her character was yeah. wrapped up. So there's some theories that this is a master pre-Time War or pre-Jacoby and Sim, which I think could be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm also totally fine with the Missy Redemption arc only being applicable to that version of the Time War, given all the different personalities and stuff they all show. Well, um, he does sort of say yeah, everything you know is wrong. So maybe which is also very interesting because now we have a doctor who doesn't, you know, isn't as confident in... She kind of just keeps just doing shit and mm-hmm. then getting in trouble afterwards and, and not really <laughs> being as well thought out or whatever. And and now you've got this guy who is his who knows apparently knows everything about her and, and what she doesn't know. Um, you've got him sowing dissension with the companions. You've got him hinting at this bigger, hopefully longer season arc. We def- like that is something that is so, when you go back and you watch some of the older stuff. It is so painfully missing that these like bigger stories to kind of hook you week to week and build toward the finale, mm-hmm. like they are so much more benefit than they are a detriment, and and to not have them, I think has has hurt this run. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful that that's what they're hinting at. I'm hopeful that some of the dangling threads that they hinted at last season that didn't go anywhere, like the Child of Time or whatever, um, you know, that sort of gets tied in too. And I'm very curious because it, it seemed like when they put that map on the wall, these aliens who I actually liked, I thought they were very intriguing enemies. Mm-hmm. They reminded me of a couple of different things. They reminded me of the boneless 
and they reminded me of when the Cybermen were trying to break through way back in Tenant season. It weird. It really reminded me of, of the silence in a weird way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it seems like they're hinting at parallel universes now. Uh, yeah. Because there were six different Earths or whatever on that map. And well, that I mean, we, is... we know they've touched on parallel universes with actually the, that's the Cybermen breaking through and the... Um, the uh, that, that bunch of Cybermen from Tenants era where Rose's right. dad is still alive. Yeah, but what's intriguing about that is they made it at the time anyway. Canon, it was a very big deal that they were hopping between universes. Like to do that, to break down the barriers, essentially was superheating all of the universe. Like the universes were basically going to die if they if they kept breaking through the walls. So now we have an enemy that seems to be pushing through and could push through the TARDIS, which I thought was cool as hell. And I appreciated that the Doctor, at least for the second anyway, um, was taken off guard by that, uh, caught off guard by that. Uh, that's another one of those moments where I felt like a little bit better writing and direction. We should have seen a little bit more of the importance of that because we've had about 11 years now or whatever it's been, uh, constantly hearing over and over and over again that nothing ever and any time or place can get through the TARDIS. Uh, but that's this kind of thing that's just missing still is that and the overall Doctor Who eness of mm-hmm. her and stuff. So, but there were also hints of that too when she she confronted him on the beach and she got a little stare down speech in there. Um, I don't know. I just I think I think she really really is is like Marcus was saying before. She's really not served by the writing, and no. her Doctor just is not living up to the potential. And I think she's just it, we're just desperate for some really either like emotional stuff to sink her teeth into or some anger like just just give me something right <laughs> there were hints of it last season i don't know if you remember there were hints of it at that first season and we thought we were going to get it in that i think it was was it the pure the pure episode or whatever the witches right and she was going to go off on that guy and then that never happened and every time we think she's going to really finally finally have that moment and be the doc they always sort of like go kind of close to the edge and then completely either whiff it or just forget they're doing it and i think it's really missing from this show and i think it sucks yeah, I think unfortunately that's been also been a factor all the way through. Is you know since since Moffat, I mean, tease the big uh, the big bad, tease the ongoing storyline, and then just gone nowhere with it, nowhere with it. I mean, you know, the Doctor's daughter, we never saw anything of her again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you 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 look at some of the uh, you know more convoluted scenes we've had in Russell T. Davis's. So I mean, look, no doc, no season of Doctor Who's been perfect. Sure. Um, but yes, it would be nice for somebody to come up with what seems to be a coherent friggin' plan for the season, tease a big bad for the end of the season, I've got no problem with that, and then execute it properly. I mean, you know, make it really interesting. I mean, you know, remember that Moffat season with um, where we were first introduced to Missy, where everybody was dying and they were being in, yep. oh, yeah. in heaven, that, well, what they thought was heaven. And then it turned out they were all being turned into Cybermen and even the dead Matrix. people. So we lost, you know, the Brigadier was a Cyberman and it was just. I gotta rewatch that. Gotta Poor Moffat. Moffat always set up these big things, but he kind of more often. <laughs> he always not, whiffed. Like he whiffed it, right? Like you have, you have the potential of, a, of an absolutely amazing climax there with Missy with the time board Matrix with the consciousness. But then, of course, they make it the whole fucking planet and the Cybermen flying and, and bringing down the ships or the airplane and then like Marcus was saying the Brigadier whatever. I mean the, but, but, but episode, he did yeah. this, I was, was going to say this, ep, this episode seems like 
there could be more to this season as an overall arc, you know, whether it's through little little things here and there like we've had in the past, um, rather than the whole story. But uh, it seems like there could be something more, because you don't just introduce the Master and have the Master disappear in a season, right? Yeah. With, with Capaldi um, and Moffat, the Master was worked throughout, whether it was a slow build-up throughout the year, throughout the, the, the series, or actually have them interwound back and forth quite a bit. Um, there was always that build-up, and I, I don't think you could take the Master, who is such... Uh, it's the Joker to the Doctor's Batman. that you, you don't just, you know, have a couple episodes and, and put them in your pocket for forever. Yeah, I think there's... there's Introducing them so early, to me, feels like there's going to be some sort of bigger... Some, some sort of narrative in the end or some threads that actually work together um, at some point. So we'll have, I mean, I'm, I, I think so. I, I hope. mean, <laughs> even with Missy, like they did that whole season introduction and then when they did bring her back, it was for the two-parter where they had to go yeah. to the Dalek homeworld and then she disappeared again yeah. until, um, until what's her face, uh, Bill came around and then they, but then they built the whole season around her again. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the reveal was cool. I'm I'm not upset that he's. I liked it. Yeah. Um. I the potential here is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that's what worries me. Is every it feels like every I shouldn't say every season. It feels like last season too. We started out like this has potential. This assassin. He, we didn't see him die. Clearly, this is a doctor who's just gung ho. Who's just jumping into shit. Much more subdued though. Like mm-hmm. sort of figures it out as she goes. Doesn't really seem to care that she's putting things like, like people and people at risk or whatever. But then as the season went on, we realized that there were no consequences. You know, the, yep. the episodes all, almost all of them, from what I remember, ended on the one thing. Right. And it was okay that they were self-contained, but all the endings, most of them never made sense. Yep. And, and there was, there was disappointing payoffs. And, you know, do you remember the spider one where oh, it was God. all this anti-violence stuff or whatever, but then they just, they just left the spiders to starve to death. Like, <laughs> Or the Amazon one, or the, the well. All of last finale. season was like, don't don't change any, don't engage, don't don't change uh, anything. Just let stuff happen around you. And I think that's why yeah. it felt so Until, so undoctor like. But it was all over the place. It was yeah. don't change, don't get involved. And yeah. Say, oh, now let's change and get involved. Like like yeah. there was no consistency to the character, and the side characters were underdeveloped and didn't get anything to do. Like this is what Val and I were talking about after we watched it. It's like yeah, this is better than anything from season. 11? Was it 11? This is better than anything season 11 did for the most part, but like there's still very little reason to care about these people, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, it was cool. Like, there's some potential here. Now, they're laying the groundwork to, to, for Yaz's near-death experience. It, if they continue with that and how that affected her, that could be very cool. Ryan, you know, having grand, uh, well, <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is the problem is like, they, 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 have, they have set up this, this plate. Like, they have put the pieces on the board. We've got the potential for a Doctor mystery. We've got the potential for Ryan and, you know, whatever, to, to kind of have a problem juggling the mm-hmm. Doctor life and the home life. We've got Yaz dealing with the same thing and also the near-death thing, which could fuck her up mentally. And then you've got Grandpa, who he could do whatever he wants. He's the best character on the show. I don't care. Graham um, is amazing. And now you have the Master thrown into the mix, right? So the pieces are on the board. They are doing things that they seem to have at least heard a couple of the criticisms from last season. Um, I hope they deliver on them, and I hope that 
we get reasons to care about these people and these characters and this group. And I hope, honestly, the thing I want more than anything, more than anything, is for her to feel like the Doctor. Yeah. She doesn't. It, it, this does not feel like any, like, this just feels like, this feels like after school special version of the character that we have followed around, you know, for the last decade or in Marcus's case, 400 years. So, <laughs> it, and I just, I want that back more than anything. I really do. I think that that's that's my biggest mm. worry is that there is nothing in Chibnall's track record to suggest he can give us what yeah. we would hope for. Um, and you know, maybe Doctor the Doctor is not not for us anymore. I mean, you know, maybe that's the case. Maybe we just have to suck it up and move on. That this is a new you know a, a new Doctor for a new generation, and that generation has you know their own particular. I have yeah. <laughs> I have thought about you know having the show been on so long in so many different seasons that there have been other people that have been like oh you know Smith's not for me he's too goofy or or the Amy Roy stuff isn't for me or Capaldi's too old or whatever it's possible it's possible Chib's direction combined with you know the stories they're telling and stuff maybe aren't going to be appealing to us and that it's just this, this sort of era right before the next creative comes in and changes it back or changes it to something completely different again I don't know I don't want to believe that I want to believe that this is instead more of uh, the showrunner kind of not having the chops yet or not really like doing it right I guess um, because again the pieces are there Jody alone like Jody, Jody could make this a compelling ass show but the creative is just not there for her. And, um, and one thing I definitely need to do, and, and I'm going to force myself to do this year, which I didn't do the last uh, last few seasons of Doctor Who, was to <clears throat> not make predictions about where all of this is going. Because if there's <laughs> anything that we learned last season, last year, was that none of this was going anywhere. So I, I know I just said it feels like this season could be a little bit different. I am not holding out hope at all. I'm literally going into this thinking, okay, there's going to be two-part episodes. That's all I'm going to look forward to is knowing that, in, from what I feel like, the Master will probably get killed off next episode. I mean, that's yeah, probably what's okay. going to happen because that's just the way Chibnall well, works. So It'll be very interesting to see which Master this is um, yeah. because there's a lot of theories going around. Like, what if this, what if this is an alternate universe Master? That is invading this prime reality. What if the Missy Master is still dead or still is off the board somewhere? What if this Doctor isn't actually the uh, Capaldi Doctor from this universe but a different one? Well, we saw that happen. Yeah. But it does open up the possibility. Yeah. Are there other Doctors out there? Are there Doctors that had different regenerations? Are there Doctors that maybe didn't change after Tenet? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. I don't think any of this will be delivered on, but... I do think that it's very possible that this is an alternate universe master, which opens up a completely new set of rules for this show. Should they which that the could actually make a whole, whole cool other level to what the Doctor could do because yeah. we haven't. You've sort of hopped into the multiverse here and there. Obviously, I mean, we had it with some of the Rose stuff. We had, you know, um, we had a couple only once here. Only, only once. once. And then um, they did the little pocket universe that planet that. Yes, but I, I'm hopeful that if yeah. if they can, if they if they do this right with an alternate universe, that's one of the, the theories out there. I mean, the Doctor could be, it really could change the show in what I feel like could be really fun. Films. But we have a whole season ahead of us. Um, yeah. we've been. I do like. Sorry, the other thing I want to say is I do like the casting. I, Marcus, I totally get. What yeah, you yeah. Turn the master as, but I do think. 
the the gentleman, the actor who is doing it now, I thought he put in a great Sasha performance. Yeah. I yeah, have yeah. got no quibbles with him. Yeah. Fantastic actor. I've seen him in, yeah. in several different uh, shows uh, from the UK, and I think he's a brilliant actor. Uh, again, my biggest worry is that we are looking at the dreaded Chris, uh, Chris Chibnall syndrome, and you know we can have all the best actors in the world, but unfortunately, they have to be, you know, they have to deal with the the, the shitty sophomoric writing. That um, the Chibnall delivers week in, week out, and, and like I said, that's my that's my only worry. I would love to see this this cast with a uh, mm-hmm. you know with a, a better writer. And look, we know there are better, there are great writers. They they do bring into Doctor Who, and we will see a lot of them this season. But unfortunately, they are still hamstrung by the um, dubious, nebulous master plan. Of a guy that well, you know, I don't think could organize a uh, uh, an orgy in a brothel. Oh, geez! Now I remember where I've where I've seen Sasha Darwin. He was um, Davis in the Iron in Marvel's uh, in the Iron Fist on Netflix. Oh, yep. Hmm. Hey, Marcus, do you recognize the um, the tissue compressor thing? Apparently, that's a callback from old master stuff. Yeah, where he shot the dude. Yeah. yeah. Yes, um, that is, I think, um, yeah, that's from one of Davidson's very first episodes, where uh, I think it's Davidson, uh, Peter Davidson's hmm. very first episode, one of his first episodes, where um, there's a, 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 a there's a TARDIS within a TARDIS, I think, and people are getting shrunk. Yeah, um, it, it, it's definitely a you know early '80s episode. I think it's Davidson. Um, it might have been, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, tail end of Baker, but I think it's Davidson. I think it's one of the ones where we see, um, we see the, the you know it's the first mention of the Vale Yard, where we mm-hmm. see this this figure in the you know. Uh, this white, this white glowing figure who appears from time to time, if memory serves. I mean, if you go, but yeah, you go back to uh, Peter Davidson's one of his first episodes. The, it's, um, I think the uh, who else is in it? Um, oh shit! Um, the female counterpart of the master, uh, the Rani. Rani. I think the Rani's in it as well. If memory serves, I mean that's uh, that's going back. But yes, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just hopeful that uh, you know they, they they actually do this second part justice um, here on Sunday and uh, and really, really do pay. Yeah. About so there were some fun things. I I I thought it was nice. Like it was, it felt like Chibi did the best Chibi could do to do like an homage to like spy movies and stuff. A lot of the writing didn't work. But I thought it was fun. But that motorcycle chase scene oh. was bad. That was <laughs> bad. Which sucks because the first car thing in the beginning was mostly pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then the motorcycle, like, everybody's shooting at us, but we seem to be having fun. We, this is dangerous, Dr. We shit. Like, oh, that was not good. That stuck out to me like a sore thumb. I mean, it just, again, struck me as, oh, shit, we've run out of budget. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. That, that would make sense, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it, it was not great uh, by any stretch of the imag imagination. But anyway, I, like I said, I don't want to be too super down on it, but I just um, can. I, I have a, a lack of faith well, with her. I mean, chip. why would you? Why we have to last season? Why wouldn't you? We got a whole season. We got ten more I'm episodes apparently ahead of us. Um, I'm still mad about Unit. I'm still yeah. mad about Unit. <laughs> well, they, didn't they bring it up? You, you have Unit. They brought they up Unit Torchwood. and Torchwood. Yeah. Yeah. Those are gone. Yeah. It would be cool. Have... It would be cool if they did a little backstory. The Master's the reason why those are gone. Maybe. I could handle that. I obviously, like, we talked about this at last year, but, like, yeah. I get it. It's a Brexit, like, a, like whatever. But, like, oh, my God. It's, like, especially you go back and you watch this stuff. And you see Kate show up, and mm -hmm. you see Unit keep showing up, and oh my god, to just like, just dismiss them because he obviously he didn't want to do any. Oh my god, right. oh it makes me so mad. Well, I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk more about this. I, I we're gonna wrap it up for tonight um, because there's just so much to talk about. We need to save some for the next episode, part two of Spyfall. Uh, I will get into a couple quick comments here, um, and then we'll kind of do our, our, our ratings. Just from a couple of our um, of our followers on the old on the old Twitters, uh, I'm i Zero says one of the best things about Doctor Who coming back is new episodes of Lonely Tardis. And huh. our good friend Stephen uh, Stephen Swanland says, I think I'm more excited for you guys probably bashing the episode on the podcast than me watching the episode <laughs> itself. Um, Oh, what have we become? Yeah, what have we be? What have we become? And then finally, at uh, Vertimist says, I think I might feel the same way uh, in reference to, to what Stefan just said, but I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. I want Doctor Who to be good again. So uh, well, we, all, we all want that. Look, we I did doubt that, that uh, Chibnall's writing made me, um, made me really miss Capaldi yeah. at his worst. Yeah. I yeah. we discussed that. In the in the uh, when we were going offline, I'm um, telling you, rewatch some of that stuff, man. Moffat ages way. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. I lost you for a second. I'm telling you to go back and watch some of that stuff, man. Moffat ages way better. Yeah, you're. Well, maybe this is a, a good time to, to shut it down because apparently Moffat is hacking into your um, your uh, your push to talk there, Sean, because you're 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 breaking up a, a little bit with on us, but. Um, Let's let's give our final uh, our final ratings, I guess, out of um, uh, uh, let's say out of spies and how many how many disappearing spies would you give uh, would you give this episode, Sean? Out of five. Out of five disappearing spies. Um, probably three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I I think there's like we were saying. I think there's some groundwork being laid here that. If they follow through on a big step up over the last season, what about you, Marcus? I ooh. look. I don't. I don't want to be too harsh because <laughs> it, it is. It, I mean, it's the start of the new season, and you know, um, I want to you know give it a fair crack. I just have very, very little faith in the Chib monster, and I mean, I was one of the ones who was actually very quite pos positive about you know him coming on board. Uh, initially, because mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I cut him some slack from his awful Cyberwoman Torchwood episode, um, but then he went and uh, you know produced some of that turgid crap. Uh, I'm actually going to hold off until I've watched uh, until oh, I watch part two, if that's okay. Yeah, I yeah, really, you know, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be Switzerland, <laughs> and you're going to wait. You're going to wait. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm going to throw down with, with three. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say I'm not, I'm cautiously open-minded, but not, I wouldn't say optimistic, but open-minded. And maybe that's an easier way to say it. But, uh, you know, follow us. Uh, come back to us when we record our next episode sometime next yeah. week. We'll talk more about this, and then we'll get into our cadence and, and, and doing, doing these a little bit more regularly and, and more structured throughout the next few weeks here. Um, please go to lowlandtardis.com subscribe, download, tell your friends, please subscribe, rate us five stars because that really does help get our, get us bubbling up to the, um, you know, all your, all your podcast apps. I think we're on, we're on Stitcher, we're on, uh, uh, Spotify. Actually, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple iTunes, rate us five stars, favorite us, whatever you need to do. And you can find us individually. I'm at Dolly Demofsky. Where can we find you, Sean? Um... Jeez, social media in 2020. Um, I know, right? Nowhere, yeah. right? I don't want to be on social media in 2020. Yeah, it's tempting. Uh, at Sean Norton, S-H-A-U-N-N-O-R-T-O-N. But honestly, I'll just do my best to keep an eye on the Lonely Tardis. Um, yeah. The handles and stuff. There you go. What's and, the Lonely uh, Tardis? What's, what's that? What's that Lonely Tardis thing again? The at Lonely it? Tardis? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Is it Never. Is it lonely, Loneliest? Loneliest Tardis. Mark, where, where can we find you, Marcus? Uh, I'm occasionally on the twit. Usually uh, just reclining, reclining back and uh, drinking a good, good scotch. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, not side breaking a breaking news side effect of the current medication they've oh. got me on after my last surgery. My taste buds have uh, <gasps> no. been altered in a oh, in a no. way that I can't. I don't actually have a taste for scotch anymore. Oh, one oh. of my two hearts is breaking. Yeah, so I've already had a word with my cardio. I'd love to he understands, <laughs> he, he understands the uh, gravity of this situation. So uh, we'll see how it, how that goes. But uh, yes, you can find me at the Night Gamer. Um, I rarely tweet anymore, but if I do, it'll be something interesting. Excellent. And we will, we will definitely have more to say on the next episode. Until then, please feel free to send us messages. Uh, hop online, shoot us an email. I think we're lonelytardis at gmail.com. Um, and let us know what you think. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'll see you all on the next episode of The Lonely Tardis. Master had a modern Tardis and it was awesome.